0: be
2: 1 Timothy chapter 3 ends in a very high, divine, and spiritual note, talking about the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and base of the truth. And confessedly, great is the mystery of godliness, He who was manifested in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. But in chapter 5, the Apostle drops to the human level. Do not upbraid an elderly man, but exhort him as a father, and continues discussing other human relationships. It's not enough to be spiritual. We have to learn how to be human, and here today to help us do that is Francis Ball. Francis, I'm particularly
3: glad that you've joined me for today's program. Well, I'm very happy to be here. I feel like we're hitting a very important subject in this matter of humanity.
2: Francis, the title of today's Life Study Number 9 from 1 Timothy is Dealing with the Saints of Different Ages and covers the first 16 verses of chapter 5. Give us an introduction and a summary of this portion
3: that Paul wrote to Timothy. Well, Matt, I believe this is a very important thing for us to realize that uh, just as Paul does in several occasions on at least three of his epistles, he brings us to a very high level of spirituality. That is, our relationship with one another in the Spirit, our relationship with the whole body in the Spirit. But in both uh, Ephesians and Colossians and now in 1st Timothy, he brings us down to a very human level of His instruction and His wisdom. So this message today really shows us how we need to behave as human beings. God doesn't make us angels. We are not something high above others. But when we get saved, we have another life in us. And that life is lived out in our humanity. And our humanity gets lifted up by that life, but it doesn't make us an angelic, And it doesn't make us superior. It just makes us a human being living a divine life in a human way. And I believe that's what we'll see in this message today.
2: Well, we have a very particular life study today. Francis, thanks for sharing that. Let's go to Witness Lee now for the life study.
0: In chapter 3, the standard was divine. The high point of God's economy. It was so high. Now, In chapter 5, it seems Paul has come down to the human level. On the one hand, in the church life, we must take care of the divine standard. And on the other hand, we have to take care of the human level. The principle not only exists in this epistle, it existed already. You know, in uh, Ephesians, Paul talked about the church according to the divine standard. Then, even in that book, he also came down to the human level, talking about wives, husbands, children, parents, slaves, and masters. And in uh, Colossians, he talked about Christ, no doubt, according to the divine standard, but there... He also came down to the human level talking about the family members. In this book here, he doesn't come down to the human level directly, but he comes down to the human level in his instruction to Timothy. All these instructions are more than human. Don't think when we come up to God's divine standard, We don't need to be human. The more spiritual you are, the more human you should be. We must maintain the highest standard of human living. We are human Christians, but on the other hand, we do have the divine nature. Because we possess the divine nature with the divine life. And we are living a human life by this divine nature life. So we can live the highest human life. Just like the Lord Jesus. He lived a human life by the divine nature and by the divine life. He lived a human living by the divine life. We too are the same. Hallelujah. Learn to be human.
2: Francis, we have the divine nature, but we're living a human life. You've got a lot more experience in human life than I do, so why don't you help me out and also our listeners with
3: this phrase that Witness Lee ended with, that we need to learn to be human. That really is an important matter because, as I heard one time in my younger years, about some that had become Christians and had become so heavenly-minded, there was no earthly good. So I think this is a lesson that we all have to learn. That to be a Christian does not make us so heavenly minded and allow us not to be of any earthly good. The main thing in God's economy is that He is living the divine life and nature in human beings in a corporate way as the church life. And that puts human beings in close proximity to each other in uh, different age levels and, of course, the different the female and the male. All these kind of relationships are very human and very important in God's economy. But how to behave in these kind of ways is something that we really need instruction from the apostle. And that's what he gives Timothy. He gives him a strong warning not to upbraid an elderly man. Now I'm an elderly man, but I was a young man when I got saved and when I got uh, really consecrated to the Lord to a certain extent and felt uh high had spiritual light, a few occasions I can recall where I really didn't speak to an elderly man in a proper way. And this word has really reminded me of my failure in that connection and also in other human relationships. We really need the Lord's wisdom. You know, this is not so much a matter of loving one another It's a matter of how we speak and how we conduct ourselves with each other in wisdom. To know how to speak to an elderly man, you need wisdom. To know how to speak to an elderly woman, you need to have the wisdom of how it is to speak to a mother. So younger men should treat the older men as fathers and the older women as mothers. And of course they should treat the the younger sisters as sisters and the younger men as brothers. In all wisdom, and as we'll see in this message, with purity. There are two or three very important words that we need to keep before us in our human living as Christians related with one another. Thanks, Francis. I can't help
2: but remember in 1978, I was only 21 years old at the time, and and, uh, Witness Lee was giving the life study of Ephesians, and He mentioned in this reference here that in the books of Ephesians and Colossians, Paul also talks about the divine high standard and also comes down to the human level. And I still remember it was on one of the down to the human level messages in Ephesians chapter 6 where Paul was charging the children to obey their parents in the Lord. And I was having a particular thing that I was struggling with with my parents. Mm -hmm. And I went up to Witness Lee right after that meeting, and was looking for some justification from him that maybe because it says, obey your children, parents in the Lord that I could get away with not obeying my parents. And so I talked to witness Lee and I said, you know, I was explaining my situation and, and I still remember him just shaking his said, children, obey your parents. Mm-hmm. You still have to be a human. You still have to honor your parents. There's a lot of human relationships that we just can't escape by being spiritual. We still have to take care of, These human relationships. And that's what we're going to get into more of in this program. Let me read some verses, Francis, of of where we're going to go on here. Witness Lee, you know, when he would do his life study, he always included the scripture reading at the beginning of his messages. And I like to read from the Bible on these programs whenever I can. So I'm going to take that opportunity now, verses one through four and verse eight from Timothy, 1st Timothy chapter five. Do not upbraid an elderly man, but exhort him as a father. Younger men as brothers, elderly women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. Honor widows who are really widows. But if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show respect toward their own household and to render a return to their parents. For this is acceptable in the sight of God. But if anyone does not provide for his own and especially for those of his household. He has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Let's rejoin Witness Lee.
0: Paul instructed Timothy to have wisdom. Even when an old brother is wrong, you need to help him. But don't upbraid, don't rebuke sharply. You need to exercise some wisdom. How to deal with saints in different ages. It is not a matter of love, but wisdom. To whom you are coming? To an old brother or to an old sister? If you are coming to a father, you must talk the father's <laughs> language. If you come to a mother, you must talk to mother's language. We are children, right? Now, we know in our family, when we come to our father, we talk one way. Don't you? Do you talk to your father and mother in the same way? I don't believe. If you do, you're not wise. Then how about you come to your younger brother in another way? How about even your sister, you don't talk to her as to a male because she's female. She's your sister. This is wisdom. So Paul says, when you talk to a young sister, you contact in all purity. In all purity. That means in purity in every way. You must be pure because she is a female. You must realize that your position is a male's position and hers is a female's position. You shouldn't talk to her as to a male. This is wisdom, especially in the church life, the leading ones as Timothy and the deacons, even the deaconesses. Sisters, when you talk to sisters, you talk in a sister way. When you talk to us, the brothers, you should talk in a brother way. Suppose you, as a sister, serving the church, deaconess. You talk to sisters in that way, Yeah, you come to me, you talk to me in the same way and embrace me and put your arms upon my neck. That's foolish. It's all together for you as a sister to put your two arms upon a knee, She that's quite okay. Well, how do you think? This is wisdom.
2: is a lot of believers when they hear these verses and hear Witness Lee talking they may think that these are too trivial or too small points but I tell you I really appreciate the wisdom from this older brother in the Lord
3: I certainly agree with you Matt we need to have this kind of instruction
2: so you're an older brother can
3: you uh, add on to some of that wisdom from your experience well I think I can say a lot of things by remembering how I was as a younger brother and I did get zealous And I had a close contact with an older brother who was a very wonderful shepherd to me. But sometimes, especially after I begin to learn more truth and begin to see more things in God's economy and what He wants, I had a tendency to rebuke him and to tell him where he was wrong. And this really bothered my conscience a lot, not immediately, but. Shortly after one or two of these times, I really had a, a realization that this is not the way of wisdom. I loved that brother, but I had no right, I had no position. I wasn't wise at all to talk to him in a way of rebuke or trying to encourage him or to say something wise to him. Again, I say, it's better not to be so heavenly-minded that you're not human and you're not of any earthly good. You know, you're talking about this matter of An older man, and you're
2: talking to an older man when you were younger, but there's a lot more relationships involved here than just an older man and a younger man, even though I appreciate your sharing on this one. Witness Lee is going to go on in the next section and talk about this subject of being in all purity and the way we deal with, especially, he mentioned even in what we just heard, how important it is for the elders of the church to learn how to handle their relationships with the members of the opposite sex, how they handle the sisters in the church and not to be careless. Don't talk to a sister the way you would talk to a brother. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go on to the final portion today and uh, this focus on the matter of being in all purity.
0: Paul uses the word all purity. When you an old brother, you don't need to be pure in every way because between you and him, there is... No matter of sex, but when you come to a young sister, just to be pure in a gentle way is not sufficient. You need to be pure in all aspects. By the way, I say a word. I don't agree one brother and one sister, especially nearly of the same age, to talk privately in a closed room. This is not right. And this is not pure. When I came into the ministry, it was 1933, October, November. It was a strong burden that I should go to see Brother Ni, nee because he wrote me a letter from far, far a distance confirming that I should serve the Lord but full time. I didn't let him know that, but he got to know it in the spirit. So that burdened me to see him. Why he wrote me that letter, and I went, and uh, he took me as his guest. We had long talks quite often. The first time I asked him, Brother, why you read me the letter, to say that I should serve the Lord full time, according to your feeling. And he told me the story. While he was talking with me, he said, "Witness, please remember one thing." Never talk to a female just by yourself. Either you have another brother with you, or you have to ask the sister to bring another sister with her. I could never forget these instructions. And how I preserved this charge helped me a lot and preserved me. You have to circle, not only underline. The two all purity. Your motive must be pure. Impure motive is always for some gain. In the church life, to contact anyone, there should be only one single motive. That is to minister Christ to them and help them to grow in the Lord.
2: Francis, Witness Lee's sharing with us in this speaking. It was 1980 when he shared this, and he's referring back to his time with Watchman Nee in 1933, 47 years earlier in China. What a life of experience of serving the Lord that Witness Lee has brought us. And even the some of our listeners may think, well, this is old-fashioned. 1933, brothers not be alone with sisters, this is old-fashioned talking. I just wanted to to share a little story of my own when I first became a believer. I was reading a commentary from a couple hundred years ago on John chapter Four, where the woman at the well was alone with Jesus, and the disciples returned, and the scripture says that they marvelled that he spoke to a woman alone. He was alone with her, and they marvelled because and the commentary was is it was not common for someone to be alone with a woman, and the Lord only did it in broad daylight at a well. He wasn't alone in a private place at night like he had been with Nicodemus, the chapter before. And this was a real help to me as a young believer, the comment that this commentator made on this portion. He said, every young believer would do well to speak to women seldom and never alone. That was a help to me as a young believer. And Witness Lee's echoing the same word here that he got from Watchman Nee. I think this is a
3: strong Point that I don't think we can underscore enough, is it? I believe you're right, Matt. This kind of thing can damage a person for his whole life if he is careless about this kind of matter and impure in any contact. But, of course, the safeguard that Brother Lee points out here, if he has to have some conversation to a female, it should be with another male or have her bring another sister with her. And I feel this is of uh, utmost importance And I know that there are times of temptation when a person gets into a situation that he must have in his being this matter of all purity, not seeking any advantage in any kind of way. Even contacting brothers or sisters, older or younger, we should be pure in our motive. But particularly in this matter of being in contact with the opposite sex, there must be all purity not the slightest room for the uh, enemy to take advantage of us in any kind of situation. And I say of us, I mean uh, old and young, but especially young brothers with young sisters, or those who are close to the same age. This is a very, very important word. And I feel that it is needed among all Christians, that there has to be this kind of humanity under the protection of this kind of advice.
2: It's striking to me, Francis, that one of the main things that Watchman Nee told Witness Lee in 1933 when he came to serve full-time with Watchman Nee together was, don't talk to a woman alone.
3: Yes, and the experience you mentioned in, in your reading should seldom talk to a woman and never alone. That is quite good advice.
2: Yeah, I remember being in college uh, as a young person, being in situations where, that word was echoing in my mind as I was in situations that were awkward, and it preserved me, but at the same time, it made me appear to some as a real weirdo, mm-hmm. because this is not common among the young people today.
3: That's right. We need the Word of God, and we need the Word of God spoken in this way in all wisdom to bring us to be wise people who are living a human life, living the divine life in humanity, This is the important thing in today's message. There is a humanity that must be pure and wise in order to be a testimony for Christ.
2: You know, Francis, I said it was uh, presenting me as a weirdo, but, you know, Ephesians chapter 1 says that God chose us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy. Yes. And that word holy is to be different. We're not supposed to be the same as everyone else, right. and so it, we shouldn't be ashamed of the fact that we're different. We should take it as an honor that the Lord has called us to live a, a holy life for the church life, Amen. and that uh, the only way we can do that is by living a, a human life, but living a human life with God. Yeah, right. So uh, I really appreciate our program today, Francis. I think it's a big help to not be too spiritual, but to learn how to be human in all these practical relationships and dealings with people.
3: That's right. Spirituality means that we are God-men. Not just God, but men. God-men. Living a godly life in humanity.
2: I remember you making a comment, Francis, one time about someone who was really spiritual and someone asked him, Well, I want to check with your wife.
3: Yes, right. Yes, I was with a another preaching man and we were in a visit to an older woman. And this preacher said to the woman you know I'm perfect in Christ and this older woman said yes Uh, what does your wife say I think that's what you're referring to
2: I've always appreciated that remark and uh, it always makes me be careful with my own wife
3: yes amen
2: well Francis we've run out of time I really appreciate you coming into the studio today thank you very much and thank you also for coming into our radio program and joining us for the last half hour we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have If you'd like to get any printed information, you can call us at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Or you can write to Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. On behalf of Francis Ball, this is Matt Miller. Thank you for listening.
1: Millions of Christians have been strengthened in their faith through the ministry of Watchman Knee. In a recent release by Living Stream Ministry entitled, The Overcoming Life, Watchman Knee sounds a call to the believers to pursue the normal Christian life that is hidden with God in Christ. The Overcoming Life is filled with truth, reverberates with hope, and brings the reader to renewed consecration. The Overcoming Life by Watchman Nee from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788. That's 1-888-543-3788.